0: A new report looks at child poverty and the significant improvements we have seen in addressing it. This new report from the Nonprofit Research Center, Child Trends, finds that child poverty rates in the U.S. fell by nearly 60% between 1993 and 2019. And those drops were across the board. But there is still a lot of work to do and plenty of opportunity to backslide. We wanted to dig into this report, also talk about how to make even more progress. So we caught up with Jennifer Nandu. She is the managing director. Of program for the public health philanthropic organization, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. So, to start this new report by Child Trends that focuses on child poverty, frankly, I was stunned at some of the the findings in a good way. Uh, tell me what they were looking for, and just kind of give us the top line what what they found.
1: Sure. So, um, what Child Trends found was basically over a generation, we have cut child poverty in more than half in this country, 59% to be exact. And it really demonstrated that we know what to do um, and that investments in a broad range of social programs have deeply helped to lift families out of poverty. And they are things that are at our fingertips and that as a nation, we just need to invest more and support more and advanced to support the health and well-being of families. And so it was a monumental change but also something that's not without outside of our reach.
0: Give me some of the examples of and I'm sure it's a mul- it's not one thing it's a multitude of programs and concepts but what is driving this that has allowed us to make this progress?
1: So it is a broad range of social programs, and I want to make that clear because we all really have to think about sort of the whole family and the whole child. But just one example that is recent is that when we implemented the expanded child tax credit, child poverty was cut in half again in this nation. And yet we have chosen to stop that expansion. And so child tax credit, but investments in things that support the nutrition, the health care, the safety, and the overall well-being of children and invest in the value of our caregivers and their vital role really help to uh, make a difference in families' lives.
0: And this decline, it's across the board because a lot of times we read this, we get information like this and the top line looks good, but you kind of delve down and it is an outsized bonus for white families, but families of color don't benefit as much. It looks like across the board, we saw this decline. I mean, maybe not the same across the board, but a significant decline everywhere.
1: That's right. So we are seeing benefits to all the families who have faced poverty in this nation. You know, what I will say is that that doesn't mean that there aren't differences in sort of how families are facing uh, the challenges of poverty um, and intergenerational wealth. So I don't want to outstate progress without acknowledging that there is still a set of structural barriers in place that affect sort of Black and Latino communities dis- disproportionately. But at the end of the day, there are a set of solutions that
0: have broad reach and broad benefit to families across this nation. You mentioned the expanded child tax credit. And I have to admit, frankly, I thought once a program is implemented and people benefit from it, you wouldn't dare see politicians not continue it because once a benefit's out there and people realize they can utilize it, taking it away is political suicide. But never to be outdone, my cynicism knows no bounds because uh, it expired after only several months, talk about the, the impact, just giving people that money, not having to go through hoops. You don't have to sign up. You don't have to confirm three different forms that, you, yes, you live here. Yes, your kids are this age. You just here's the money. Do what you you need to do. You talk about knowing what we need to do. Like it was so incredibly effective and so immediately effective. It's incredibly depressing that we didn't continue. It.
1: Well, and I, I'm as equally flabbergasted as you, Matt. And I just need to say that because I think we had a solution in place, but it was simple um, in terms of its, its effects. We saw families that were able to put more nutritious meals on the table and improve the meal plans for their families. We saw families who were able to pay off the debts, a lot of debts that were incurred because they were affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. We saw families who were able to invest in different ways to support the health of their children. Um, And that combined with things like opportunities to enroll in the benefits of the Affordable Care Act and the ability to access the Medicaid program and have special enrollment periods really provided a boost to families that fell on hard times. So we do know what to do. We do know that these things work. And that's well documented and documented over generations by Child Trends and other independent researchers such as the National Academy of Medicine. And so it's far past time that we invest, continue to invest in these programs.
0: Why are we so against something like this in when i say we i mean kind of society this idea of giving people who need it just money we love tax cuts we love we'll give you the money but you got to jump through eight hoops or you get it a year and a half from now you'll get a bigger tax refund when you can't eat now nobody cares why is it so difficult for us to just do it this way, the simplest way that we've seen work? This is a a societal, this is a philosophical question, but it's just, um, I've always found that amazing that we will do everything possible to not do the easiest thing.
1: Well, Matt, um, you know, what I have to say is I can't answer that question um, because it wouldn't be my choice. And so you'd probably have to ask um, decision makers and policymakers who have made those decisions. But what I will say is, it seems to me we don't recognize sometimes that our investments in children and families are investments that work and they work for all of us. And so we have to realize that not only is a child a child of one parent, that child has a future that's going to be the future that we need to solve all of society's biggest problems. And we need that. And so I think, there's a shift in perspective that's really needed to think about how we invest in children and families differently. But what I can tell you is that when the choice is made to push and support families far too often,
0: we make the choice not to support families as a nation, and that really does need to change. We need to take a break. We will have more with Jennifer Nandu right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. A Philadelphia dentist today was sentenced to 22 years in prison and fined $100,000.
1: This was just unbelievable. you didn't understand the genius in Larry. Nobody was doing coke at this point. No one could believe that this highly educated, young, handsome man was this kingpin drug dealer.
0: This is Wolves Among Us, the Larry Lavin story. A documentary podcast from C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 Studio. Listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back on KWW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with Jennifer Nandu. So in a perfect world, we reinstitute the child tax credit because we know that works. Give me some other things we can do to move the ball further down the field with regards to addressing child poverty, whether it's expansion of already in place programs or simple things we can do to make it easier. Sure.
1: So I'll say, I will always say that we need to think about the whole family, but when we do so, What that means is investments that value the contributions of caregivers, recognizing that they shouldn't have to make impossible choices um, and investments that sort of support their access to affordable housing um, and support their access to things like paid leave if they need to take time off for their family or support a child. That benefits all of us um, because it means that someone can come back into the workforce stronger. I already mentioned the child tax credit. You put the child's tax credit and the earned income tax credit together. And the National Academy of Medicine says you'll cut poverty, child poverty by 50%. And lastly, I'll just double click on this issue of the Medicaid program. Um, Medicaid has been Uh, provided a wealth of health benefits, but preventative benefits so kids can be healthy, get healthy, and have access to vital medical care when they get sick. So those are just some of the things off the top of my head that if we continue to strengthen our investments and strengthen children and families' access to these investments, we'll be a better country for it.
0: Another thing that we allowed to expire was the everybody gets lunch at school every kid and that was put in place during the pandemic for for obvious reasons it's another thing the return on investment for a relatively minor investment is incredible and it just seems like this is an another one that is simple and easy and it's an a to b we see the kids learn better they're happier if they have a full stomach i mean it's not this isn't hard and yet we've found reasons not to continue this.
1: Yeah, it is quite disappointing. And um, it really speaks to the need that we need to shift our priorities as a nation. But to your point, it's unquestionable um, at this point that the school meals program has been of deep benefit over generations to the nation's families. And we know that from the days when Robert Kennedy was in, in the Deep South, and talking to children who couldn't learn because they were hungry. But we also know that today where children in the face of the pandemic needed support for their learning experiences and one of the best ways to do that was to make sure that their bellies were full with healthy and nutritious food. The school lunch program does that, and it is quite disappointing that um, we didn't take that step. But we have the capacity and ability as a nation of great abundance to do that.
0: And my final question for you is you've kind of referenced this and alluded to this throughout the conversation. But when we talk about eliminating child poverty. We don't, once again, return on investment. A, a kid that is taken care of will be able to thrive more in school. Test scores go up. Everybody's so engrossed with test scores, but the kids are more engaged. They're they able to focus. Test scores go up. You know, schools look back. Like This ripple effect of taking care of this core problem, what we will get out of it well outweighs whatever the dollar amount per child it's going to cost.
1: That's absolutely right. And I think sometimes we're short-sighted because we want to see that effect within six months. And what's interesting is we actually have seen that effect within six months for things like the child tax credit. And at the same time, it is. That's about it for this episode of KYW the News Radio in deck.
0: You can listen that and subscribe to the podcast free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite shows. you can hear another episode Thursday night at nine thirty on KYW uh, News Radio. Listen on one oh three nine FM, the, the, the Odyssey app, or families. ask your smart speaker and to play KYW News Radio.
1: A take that we all have in order to understand why these these social programs and investment in these social programs is so vital.